My name is Kathy Welch. I've been attending Passionate Life Church for nearly five years. I come to Passionate Life Church because I was saved 30 years ago, but I never actually met Jesus until PLC. The first visit I made to Passionate Life Church, we were still at the movie theater, but there was a whole team of people that made sure I was welcome and comfortable and knew where to go and where all the resources available were. And after a couple few months, I volunteered to serve in one of the impact teams because I wanted to make sure that everybody had that kind of experience. At the Welcome Center, I get to really, really drive that truth home. I get to make sure they have all the resources they need, um, answer any questions they have about the church, give them a Bible or a Fresh Start book if, if they're new to their relationship with, with God, and their connection cards tells me where they may want to go next. And so I am determined to take them to that next place. I welcomed a new visitor um, on his first visit. He had been completely disenchanted with his church and um, he quit attending any church for a good while and found us. And the message that day was exactly the message he needed to hear after having been shunned by his church. And it was just, amazing and he greets me every Sunday with a hug and I love it. One time I was sick for about a month and I couldn't serve. I still managed in church but I couldn't speak and I couldn't serve and it just I missed it. It was odd to be in the building and not be wearing my tag and being at my post. I technically live in Amarillo, Texas. I literally drive 463 miles to get to church and because I live in Amarillo the life groups are not really an option for me, but serving is. And that's where I made my friends. That's where I made my relationships. And these are the sure off your back friends, the kind of friends you call when you're in crisis. And I will never give up Passionate Life Church, 463 miles and all. And I will never stop serving because it's my favorite time of the week when I'm wearing my badge and loving on people and helping them meet Jesus. I want those that are considering serving to realize that it's not necessarily every week. If you can give God one weekend a month or two weekends a month, then then you're you're contributing and you're helping and you're serving and, and it's not necessarily every week. I do it every week because I adore it, not because I'm obligated to do it. There is a place for you. There's a place for everybody. Awesome, awesome. Hey, welcome to church today. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. I want to thank everybody for coming. I want to thank everybody that is watching us right now on Facebook Live. Thank you for tuning in and whoever's going to watch us on our website, passionatelifechurch.com. Thank you for staying connected to this house. Okay, there's this piece of paper is on your seat. If you could take that and put it underneath your seat, we're going to talk about this at the end. Um, today is part six of our planted series. We were going to do it on Thursday, but the weather messed us up. But man, we're, we're, we're just going to move it today because it's too important. This day is too important to us and our church and to you um, is taking our next steps and, and making an impact. The whole reason why we're doing this series is for us to realize that every person is planted to make an impact. You are planted to make an impact. You are planted on 
purpose. When God plants somebody, he always plants them with purpose. And our purpose is to make an impact. And so uh, part six, so, so let's recap. If you're new today or you missed a couple, let's just recap this series. Uh, part one was planted in hope. Come on, we needed to get our hope back. Uh, we needed to get our confidence back and being patient in what God is doing. Uh, part two was, was planted in faith. Man, faith isn't just something, it is the thing. Jesus says you can't please God without faith. So, so man, we have to have faith. Part three was planted with deep roots. Come on, uh, God just doesn't want us to get one breakthrough. He wants to have a lifetime of breakthrough. And so we got to have deep roots when the storms of life come. Uh, man, we need, to, we need to be grounded, right? We need to be grounded deep. Uh, man, we need to be planted uh, in God's house, in God's word, and in prayer. We need to have those deep roots of integrity and character and endurance uh, because the storms of life will come. And then part four, planted and producing fruit. Jesus says, I will know my followers by their fruit. I will know them by their fruit. And, and man, if we're, we're believers and we're followers of Jesus, we will produce fruit. And then last week, we talked about uh, being planted and gardened. Come on, being planted and gardened. When we allow God to be the gardener of our life, we're saying, God, I want you fully involved in every area of my life. You have permission to prune me, to cut me, right? Uh, to pull some weeds out of my life. And what you're saying to God is, God, I want you to garden my life. I want you to be fully involved in my life. And then today, uh, part six, planted to make an impact. Planted to make an impact. Come on, let's pray and we'll get into God's word today. Father, I just thank you for this moment. I thank you for every person that is in this room today, God. They are planted with purpose, God, and we are all planted to make an impact. Father, I just pray that you'd open our hearts, you'd open our minds to the understanding of your word. And God, I pray in Jesus' name that we would leave this place transformed and changed God, and we give you all the glory, we give you all the praise today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen and amen. So I gave this message a subtitle, okay? Um, and the subtitle to this, this message is, Am I Giving God My Best? And the second thing that I, that, that I want us to think about this morning is, is I'm, am I in love with God? Am I in love with God? Some of you here today, you've been in love. Maybe you're currently in love. Maybe you haven't been in love before. But when you're in love with somebody, you think about them all of the time. You can't stop talking to them, right? You have these late night conversations and you're just like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. Okay, let's hang up together on the count of three. One, two, three. You hang up. Maybe today it's like, you stop texting. No, you stop texting. Oh, you sent me a kissy emoji. Oh, you stop that. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're, when you're in love, man, you can't stop thinking about that person. You can't stop talking about that person and, and talking to that person. Man, did you know that God is in love with you today? Man, he's in love with you. He's thinking about you. He's talking about you all of the time. Am I giving God my best? And am I truly in love with God? If everything was taken from your life, would you still, would you still be in love with God? 
Today we're going to be in the book of Malachi. Now listen, if you're new to Passionate Life Church, okay, you're going to get a good taste of what this church is like, okay? This is a challenging message, okay? It's probably going to be quiet in here. There's probably not going to be a lot of amens and, and cheering this morning. This is a strong message. But as your pastor, I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you today to give God your best. And so we're going to be in this book called Malachi. It's an Old Testament book. It's actually the last book in the Old Testament, okay, right before the New Testament. And Malachi is a minor prophet. And, and the Lord is speaking to Malachi. And his chosen people, the Israelites, they've kind of gone off the rails again. Okay? They've kind of forgotten why they're doing things. And, and God's like, okay, I need, I need to give a message that will wake them up. I need to, I need to bring some correction to their lives. And, and, and this is that we are the Israelites, okay? Well, we are the Israelites, and there are times in our life where we just get into some bad habits where God just needs to say, hey, I need to just bring some correction to that. So let's pick up in Malachi 1, verse 6. The Lord of Heaven's armies, and many scholars believe whenever you see this phrase, this is actually Jesus speaking in the Old Testament. He says to the priest, A son honors his father, and a servant respects his master. If I am your father and master, where are the honor and respect I deserve? So, and this is, this is God speaking. He says, you have shown contempt for my name, but you ask, how have we ever shown contempt for your name? So, so the Lord's like, am, am, I your, am I your father? Am I your master? Lord is just another name for, for master. Am I the Lord of your life? And then they would be saying, well, yeah, yeah, God, you are our father. You, you are our master. And the Lord is saying, well, why don't you respect me like I'm your father? Why don't you honor me like I'm your Lord, like I'm your, your master? And, and, and listen, I was preaching to myself this week. That there are times where we get that flipped around, right? Where we treat God like our servant and, and that God should, should answer our prayers a certain way. And, and, and when God doesn't move in our life like we think he should move in our life, what happens? We get angry with God. We get upset with God. Listen, guys, I'm, I'm right there with you, right? And God's saying, well, wait a minute. Like, am I your father? Like, like if I'm your man, am I your Lord? Then, then you should... Treat me that way. I am not your genie, right? This is not Aladdin. I am not your genie. I'm your, your father. Now, now in this, this Old Testament culture, if you dishonored your father and mother, okay, if you dishonored your father and mother, your parents could take you outside of the city and stone you. And so there wasn't a lot of disrespectful kids back then. Don't make me take you outside of the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not like turning the car around. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't. <laughs> you can take your kids outside the city and kill them. Right? Like, not a lot of disrespect there. And so God's like, man, if I'm your father, how come you're not honoring me? How come you're not respecting me? And the people are like, well, God, how? Like, how have we done this? Like, we're not. We don't understand how have we disrespected you. Let's continue. You've shown contempt by offering defiled sacrifices on my altar. 
Then you ask, how have we defiled these sacrifices? You defile them by saying the altar of the Lord deserves no respect. When you give blind animals as sacrifice, isn't that wrong? And isn't it wrong to offer animals that are crippled and diseased? Trying to give gifts like that, try giving gifts like that to your governor and see how pleased he is, says the Lord of heaven army. So, <laughs> the Israelites, they, 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 they forgot why they were giving sacrifices to God. They lost the vision. They, they lost the vision of why they were, they were giving, right? And so, they're, they're, so in the, under the Old Testament law, what you were supposed to do is you were supposed to bring your first Whatever animal was, the, the first animal, and it needed to be a spotless animal. It needed to be healthy, okay? It couldn't be diseased or blind, right? And so the Israelites, they kind of lost the vision, and they were, like, looking at some of their animals that were, like, running into trees and stuff and, and born with three legs. And, you know, they're like, well, let's just sacrifice. Like, we're going to kill it anyway, right? And, and what they would do is they would bring a sacrifice to the priest, and the priest would, would, would kill the, 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 the lamb or whatever the animal was and it would atone for their sins and it would it would be the offering that they would give to God. It was their first fruits offering. It was like, God, we want to put you first in our life. We want to give you the best that we have. Like, like this is the system that it was under. God wanted their best. He didn't want their diseased. He didn't want their leftover. He didn't want the animals that were running into trees, right? He wanted their best. And the Lord says, try giving that to the government. Okay? I, I want some of you who, who are very daring to, do, to try this, okay? When March comes around, or April, instead of paying taxes to the IRS, okay, I want you to write them a note, okay? <laughs> want just write them a note. And, 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 and I want you to say, Dear IRS, I have some old clothes, an old couch, in a car that doesn't run that I want to donate to the IRS to pay for my taxes. What do you think's going to happen? Okay? <laughs> like they're going to be like, "Uh no, <laughs> no you're not going to do that." Right? We want money, right? And 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 the Lord is saying like you wouldn't give your leftover, you wouldn't give your leftovers to the government, like the, even the government wouldn't accept these offerings, yet you want to try and give them to the Lord. You've lost your way. You, you've lost the vision of giving your best to me. Let's continue. Malachi, verse 9 and 10. Go ahead, beg God to be merciful to you. But when you bring that kind of offering... Why should he show any favor at all? Asked the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. How I wish one of you would shut the temple doors so that these worthless sacrifices could not be offered. I'm not pleased with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and I will not accept your offerings. And so God is just looking down in heaven and, and he's looking at these temples and in our case it would be churches and he's, and he's looking down and he's just like, I just wish someone would close the doors because I, I, don't, I don't want those sacrifices. I, I don't want those, those offerings. I just wish somebody would just close the doors to those churches because, man, they're, 
man, they're not really worshiping me. They're, they're just coming and, and they're not really giving to me. They're just kind of giving whatever's left over. So I got an illustration today. pizza. Okay. I didn't eat a whole lot of breakfast this morning. Let's do this one. Okay. So this pizza, okay, this represents your day. Okay? Pizza represents So you get up in the morning, you eat breakfast, you drive to work, right? And then you go to work, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. <laughs> Didn't practice this. <laughs> so you go to work and, you know, you're working, got work, got to drive home. You get home, watch some TV, play with the kids, got some kids, play with the kids, you know, relax, maybe go to the gym, right? Got to work out, go to the gym, come home, watch some more TV, eat, you eat, got to eat, right? <laughs> Time to go to bed. You're laying in bed. And it occurs to you, I spent no time with the Lord today. So you're laying there and you're just like, oh, God, thanks for the day. Help me. Help tomorrow to be better. Help my kids. Help my dreams. Amen. And it's like we're giving God our crust. We've just spent the whole day doing things that we want to do, right? And it's like, God... There's my crust. And then and look, look, this is... The God of the universe, right? We expect the God of the universe to be like, Guys! Jesus! Hurry up! Come here! Andrew's crust has some cheese left on it. Oh, I'm so excited for the crust! And we... God's like, well, you, you think it... I'm excited for your leftovers? You, 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 you think that I'm, I'm impressed that I get what's left over because there's some cheese? i got to drink some water. <laughs> because there's some cheese left on it? No, 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 no. I, I, not, only do I want, not only do I want the whole slice, I want your whole life. I want the whole pizza. Okay, I want, I want every, everything. And, and, and for some reason, we, we, we think... You, you, you know, we think, well, I'll, I'll come to church and, and I'll throw a few bucks in the offering, right? When you spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on entertainment, on clothes, on everything that you want, and then at the end of the, at the, end of the day or on Sunday, you just come and you're just like, God, here's, here's $5. And God is saying, you know what? Take that $5 and go buy a Chick-fil-A sandwich because I don't want it. And the reason why he doesn't want it is because it's not our best. And he refuses to take less than our best. He, want, he wants 
He wants all of us. He just doesn't want a slice of pizza. He, he wants, he wants, he wants everything. In, in, in China, in Hong Kong, the Chinese church there, the whole church shows up an hour before service. They show up an hour before service, and they, they, they all come in the sanctuary, and they all, like, like they all sing songs. And, 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 they're, 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 and then they take a break, and then they come and they sing again before the service. And what they're doing is they're practicing the songs before worship because they want to make sure that they give God their very best worship. And here, we, we struggle to get in for the second worship song, right? We... I know this is in one of these services that like, yeah, pastor, good one. Yeah, woo, I'm always late. Yeah, I feel convicted, right? Like, <laughs> listen, like, like, what are we giving God? What are we giving God, the God of the universe who, who spoke worlds into existence with his words. Like, we're not talking about an Avengers character or, or something fictional. We're talking about the God of the universe that we can't even look at. He's so good. He's so powerful. He's so amazing. And, 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 and we are like... And we expect God to be like, oh, awesome. Thank you for your leftover. And this is what the Israelites, this is what's happening with the Israelites. They've, they've lost the vision of why they give to God. And God's like, I don't want your leftover. I want your best. I need your best. And I want your first. We wonder why our lives are, are, are still disasters. And we've been following Jesus for a while now. And sometimes your life is a disaster. But sometimes it's the way God is ordered in your life. If he's eighth or ninth, if he's a leftover, God just says, "What? where am I in your life? Let's continue in Malachi. But my name is honored by people of other nations from morning till night. All around the world, they offer sweet incense and pure offerings in my name. For my name is great among the nations, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So, so Jesus is like, listen, God's great regardless of whether or not you put him first. God's great. He will find somebody on this earth that will serve him, that will worship him. Right? He's like, man, I'm great. My, my eyes are looking to and fro. I will find some righteous people. I will find some holy people that come and give me everything and worship me every day and put me first every day. And those are the people that I'm going to bless. I'm going to pour out my favor upon them. Listen, here at this church, at Passionate Life Church, okay, I never want God to look down and say, man, I just wish somebody would close the doors. They just, they just don't care. They just they bring their leftovers. They bring... I, 
I want God to look down at us every Sunday as we come to worship and be like, man, now there's a place that gets it. Those people, they get, man, they worship their they're wasting their faces off. Man, they're bringing their best offering. Man, they're putting me first in my life. Now that is a church that I want to open up even more doors for. Not just here in Littleton, but all across Colorado and the United States and the world. Man, we have to get this right. I never want God to look down and be like, man, I just... I don't get it. Because his name will be great, regardless of who makes that decision. Because he will find people that will worship him and serve him. Let's continue. But you dishonor my name with your actions by bringing contemptible food. You are saying it's all right to defile the Lord's table. Continue. You say... It's too hard to serve the Lord. <laughs> it's too hard. You turn up your noses at my commands. Think of it. Animals that are stolen and crippled and sick are being presented as offerings. Should I accept from you such offerings as he says, Lord? It's too hard to serve God. It's too hard to put him first and to tithe. And, you know, he wants me to come to church on time. Like, oh. Like, there's none of us in this room, probably none of us in this room, are going to have to choose Jesus or being killed. Right? Like, like we're, we're so blessed to live in America, where, man, the land of the free, where we can come and worship freely, and there's not police as we leave this place ready to arrest people and kill people. No, we... We live in a great country that allows us to come and worship freely. And because of that, we should be giving God our best. When I was, when I was in Costa Rica about 10 years ago, we took a mission trip there. And we will be taking this church there at some point. But we, we minister all, some of you, Costa Rica, that's a nice place. Like, I would love to go there for a mission trip and surf and be, no, we, we didn't do that, okay? We hung out with some of the poorest people that you'll ever see in your life. The, 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 the prostitution rate there is one of the highest per capita in the world because there's no jobs and the men there, um, they get the women pregnant and they disappear, they leave. And, it, and so the prostitution rate is, is so high there. And so we spent the day hanging out with prostitutes, and, and we, we actually went down into this, this, I don't know, it's basically the sewer that runs through this, this little town that they live in. And they live in tin shacks and dirt floors, okay? And they're, they're like sweeping their floor, and it's a dirt floor, and they're sweeping dirt. And it's just unimaginable when you, when you see people live that way. And so we spent the day praying for them and, 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 and giving them stuff. And that night we went to their church service. We went to their, their church that's right there in, in their village. And it's probably, it was probably a little bit smaller than this room, probably a little bit smaller than this room, like if the room was cut off here. 
And it was packed. It was filled with people. And it was, it was the summer, so it was hot. And it was muggy. And it was uncomfortable. Okay? And, and all these people are packed in there. And, and, and they're talking. And, and um, someone comes up to the front. Someone comes up to the front of the room. And um, they, they bring a CD player. And they put a microphone up to the CD player. And they hit play. And that was their worship service. And let me tell you, when they hit play, the people got up. And they worshiped as though they were at Red Rocks Amphitheater listening to Hillsong United. Okay? Like, they were just like, they were just so passionate. And they were jumping around. And they were worshiping God. And I'm standing there, and I'm thinking... These people have nothing to be thankful for. They live, uh, they live in shacks in a sewer with dirt floors. And I just began to weep, and I began to cry. Because I'm like, these people love God more than I do. Because I, I don't know if I would be able to worship that way if I lived in dirt. I don't know if I would be all excited about God being my master if I lived in a sewer. Yet these people were, were just worshiping God like I've never seen. They were just passionately worshiping in a place where, where in America this church would shut down in a couple weeks because it was too uncomfortable. and didn't have air conditioning. They had a CD player. They didn't have a worship team. They had a CD player. And I just remember that moment and I'm just like, and these people love God more than I do. And I, I, I really, in that moment, I really had to reflect, like, like I do, am I in love with God? Am I, am I giving God my best regardless of my life circumstances, regardless if I lose my job or, or I lose my spouse or, or whatever happens in my life? Am I going to stay in love with God? Am I going to give Him my best. And I would ask you that question today. Are you, are you giving God your best? Do you know what it looks like to give God your best? Are you, are you in love with God? Because God, he's in love with you. So I want you to pull out these sheets, okay? And it says... It has your name and, and email and phone number, and it says, I want to make an impact. Listen, you're here today because you're here on purpose. God's got purpose for you, and your purpose is to make an impact. Listen, the church wasn't man's idea. It was always God's idea for us to make a difference. Listen, nine people last week gave their life to Jesus. Nine people! Like, this is what is happening in your church. People are being rescued out of hell. Their eternity is changing. Why? Because you're inviting people to church. And so God wants you to be part of making this impact. And so part of making an impact, you saw Kathy's video, right? Is, is serving. It's being part of the church. Now, whether it's on Sunday, there's lots of opportunities throughout the week to serve and to be planted. Listen, this is what it's... This is what it is to be planted in God's house, to be part of God's house. 
The Apostle Paul calls it a body. You are a body part, and the body cannot function properly unless all the parts are working together. So let's look at this. The, the, the next generation, okay, the next generation, nursery. And one of the things that, that man, I, I was, this happened to me. When we went into our last church, we looked around, and, and this is what we said, and this is what you're saying too, if you don't serve, they don't need me. They got it all taken care of, right? That's why we put how many people we need in each area. We want you to know that you are needed in this house. No matter what your gifts or talents are, man, you are needed. Look it. We need 20 nursery workers. They're like, that's a lot of nursery workers, Pastor. We've got a lot of kids, okay? Now listen, why is it 20? The reason why it's 20 is we pay nursery workers professional nursery workers to come every Sunday to work in the nursery because we've never been able to get people to volunteer in there. And so we, we spend close to $2,000 a month on nursery workers, okay? Because it's important. But there's people in this room that you could give one, you could give one Sunday a week to go volunteer in the nursery. Listen, we got two services. You never have to miss a service. You come to one, you go to one, you serve at one. Okay, that's why we have two services, so you never miss a service. Look, at our kids, and if you've never back to our kids, man, we have a whole kids' church over there. Man, it's awesome. They have their own worship service. I mean, that is discipling the next generation. Our youth, we, we need six, and, and what we would like to do is split the middle school and the high school. Middle schoolers are going through different things than the high schoolers, but because we don't have enough volunteers, we just we have them all together. We, so child care during the week, and, and we would love to amp this up because we know that those of you that have kids, that stops you from getting into life group. And that's why we have, you know, child care on Thursday nights. Um, but we, but we want to offer that more. You know, Tuesday night, there's five groups going on on Tuesday night here. Five awesome groups. We would love to offer child care on Tuesday nights, but we need people. We need people that say, man, Pastor, I will serve in that way. And then you look through the, the sunny experience, guest services, people that are, man, you're greeted. Now, how awesome is it to be part of a church that's really friendly, where people want to greet you and hug you and are happy that you're here. That, that's part of guest services and, and ushers and security. We, we need more. And kids check-in and, and apparel. We need four people at the apparel. Our apparel store, we have an apparel store. I don't know if you know that. If you come out of here and you take a right, Man, all the proceeds go to missions. All the proceeds go to missions. We have a prayer team. You've seen our prayer team. I talk about it every single weekend. Now listen, the prayer team's a little bit different. We vet people pretty strongly to be part of the prayer team. You're welcome, okay? We just don't let anybody pray over people. It's that important to us, okay, that, that, that people are called and they have the gift uh, uh, of prayer. Through creativity, media, and production, and sound, we need 15 people on this the worship team. I mean, here, here's the thing, why we need so many people, okay? Because we don't want anybody to feel used or burnt out. And, and, and we want to make sure that everybody's healthy and everybody's getting good breaks. You know, people that serve every week, they serve every week because they love this house. They're passionate about it. But that's not the, that's not the expectation for you. For some of you, it is, literally, you're going to start serving once a month. And if you're serving once a month, God's going to say, hey, I need you to go too. I need you to go two times. And then, and then maybe, maybe you're feeling today, man, I need to go three. And 
God is always taking us to the next step. This Planet series is about us growing in God and giving God our best and making sure that He's first in our life. And then hospitality, we have a, we need, we have a baking team that makes homemade goodies uh, for each service. We have a care team. Man, if you want to visit people in the hospital, if you want to go uh, do home visits, man, and if you just feel like, man, I just love to love people and go visit them in hospital, there's opportunity for that. And then guest service setup. Listen, here's the whole point, okay? You've been created to make an impact in this house. This, this is God's plan. This is God's plan, that the church would be this mosaic design, all of us together, making up the image of Jesus. And every week we have people go from death to life. Every week, that's what you're part of. People being rescued out of hell and into heaven. And so I'll, let's just go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. I just want to do response time right now. Maybe you say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus and I need to make that first step today. Or maybe you've drifted from the truth and, and man, you've lost your vision and you've lost it. And today's the day where you need to recommit your life to Christ. Again, every head bowed, every eyes closed. If that's you, slip up a hand. I just want to pray with you today. Yes, 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 yes. You can put your hands down. And I would just ask that we'd all repeat this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sin you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will give you my best. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give him a hand clap today.